to the Joe Gibbs Sportscast. I'm your host, Joe Gibbs. You can follow us on Twitter at JG Sportscast. Also subscribe to our podcast on both iTunes or Sound and or SoundCloud as well. We're gonna be talking week four matchups this week. We're gonna do it a little bit differently than we have for the in the first three weeks. I'm gonna give you the picks right off the bat, give you maybe some quick analysis on those. Then we're gonna go right to our lock of the week, bold prediction, eliminator choice, and we're gonna end on some fantasy analysis uh, for the remainder of the time. A quick recap from last week. Uh, we did rattle off 13 wins from last week's pick, so that was a pretty good bounce back. We're pretty glad to be back on track there. New England did win handedly for our eliminator pick. Uh, Tyler Lockett didn't score two touchdowns. He did have a return touchdown, despite not being featured in the offense. So not quite the two TDs we uh, gave for the bold prediction there, but he did score one. Jimmy Clausen didn't throw any picks, but he didn't also give him much, much of a, himself much of a chance to. I only got 70 yards through the air against Seattle, so he didn't really take any chances, but he didn't really have any any success either. Uh, I bet Chicago fans probably never thought they'd be glad to have Jay Cutler back if he comes back this week. So we'll see how that goes for them coming up this week. Without any further delay, here are your Week 4 picks. On the Thursday night game, we have the Ravens visiting the Steelers. We know Ben Roethlisberger's out four to six weeks. we got Michael Vick starting tonight for the Steelers. I'm going with the Steelers in this one. I do think the Ravens are a pretty solid team still at even at 0-3, but we're going to go with the Steelers in this one at home. I think Le'Veon Bell steps up and carries the load for them. You got the Jets versus the Dolphins. I am going with Miami, even though it's technically not a home game because they are playing in London. I'm usually against divisional games being played anywhere but a regular home venue. I'll make an exception here because at least there's going to be some fans there in London, unlike you usually see in the Miami seats when they're at home. Houston's going to be visiting Atlanta. I do predict Julio Jones is going to do pretty well for that one. Uh, I'm going to go with Atlanta at home. We're going to see a lot of home teams, I think, in this first early slot of games. Uh, definitely taking Atlanta in those. I'll take the Giants at the Bills. We're going to go with the Bills at home as well. Eli's going to try to pick apart the Bills' defense. I'm not so sure he's going to be able to do that. Victor Cruz isn't back yet. He looks like he's probably going to sit out again still. The Bills going to be without Watkins and McCoy, but at the same time, Carlos Williams has been running like a man on fire, so I think he's going to keep it up. I think the Bills will stick to their offensive game plan, get the run game going, and hopefully Tyrod makes some plays. Oakland's going to be going to Chicago. This one's going to surprise you a little bit. Oakland is at 2-1. and one. They're visiting the Bears, who've really struggled. Not exactly sure if Jay Cutler is going to be that back this week, but I think if he is, I'm going with the Bears in this one. I'm going to select the Bears to get their first win at home. Kansas City is visiting Cincinnati. Now, Bengals are 3-0. They've been playing really well. A.J. Green looks like an absolute animal out there. The Chiefs have been struggling, but they've actually you know, still had some pretty pretty decent efforts in that 1-2 and two start for them. I'm going to actually pick the Chiefs in this one to beat Cincy at home. Jaguars are going to be visiting the Colts. Usually this is a slam dunk. The Colts would be an eliminator pick in most weeks. The Jaguars have looked like they have shown some promise there. Indy isn't sure if they're going to have Andrew Luck. They're still kind of questionable with him on that one. I think Luck does play. I think the Colts will end up taking that game at home in the divisional matchup. The Eagles are going to be visiting the Redskins, and we have a little bit of a weather watch on this one. We're not sure if that actually is going to end up being played this week. They might actually end up moving that to a bye week. You definitely want to keep an eye on this one. They might move the game possibly to Houston. We're not sure exactly if they're going to play this game this week. We're going to really make sure we keep up uh, with the updates. 
I will take the Eagles in this one, visiting the Redskins. If they do end up getting, if it does end up getting played, then I think the Eagles will take them. The Panthers are visiting the Buccaneers. Pretty cut and dry at this point. I think the Panthers still have the ability to take that game. The Buccaneers still trying to get used to Jameis Winston down there. Their defense could use a little help. I'm going to take the Panthers still in the divisional game there. Cleveland is visiting the Chargers out in San Diego. I'm going to take the Chargers at home on that one. Josh McCown's still a quarterback there with the Browns. Just don't see too much promise out of them yet. We'll see if they can get a spark out of that offense and see if they can get that team going. But we're going to go with the Chargers in that one. Minnesota's going to be visiting Denver. That's going to be a, a decent game. I think it's going to be fun to watch at least. Denver's got a really good defense. We'll see how Bridgewater stacks up against that defense. If they stack the box against Peterson a lot, he'll have to make some plays to try to beat that uh, one, number one defense at this point out there in Denver. Uh, I, I will take the Broncos in that one, though. I think they t come out with the win. The Packers are visiting the 49ers. I think that's a pretty easy one to pick at this point. I'm going to go with the Packers, Aaron Rodgers, playing the way he is, and when, especially with Colin Kaepernick playing the way he is. The quarterback matchup there, you couldn't really get any further apart. I don't think San Francisco has enough to handle what the Packers are putting out on offense, and with the way Clay Matthews is rushing in on defense on third downs, he's going to be chasing Colin Kaepernick down all day. St. Louis is visiting Arizona. Arizona's had a hot start. They looked real good in their 3-0 start. The Rams have struggled at times, but they've also played well, especially in that Week 1 win against Seattle. Seattle's lost a couple games, so we're still not exactly sure if the jury's out on the Rams yet. I, I do like Arizona at home in this game. I think they continue their quest to try to take that division. This win's going to go a long way for them to be able to do that. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald's been having a pretty big year. It's good to see his resurgence a little bit. I, like I said, with Carson Palmer in that offense, any of those receivers are going to have a chance to go off in any given week. Dallas is visiting New Orleans. Been hearing Drew Brees is working on his way to recovery. I think they'll have a lot better shot if he does play. If he doesn't, it's still not going to be that much of a difference. Luke McCown actually did play pretty well last week in relief for him. Dallas still without Tony Romo. Brandon Whedon started off pretty hot, actually. I think he completed like 16 straight passes before he even had an incompletion, which, of course, ended up being an interception for him. I still think the Cowboys' run game gets it going. We might see some... Christine Michael in that game. It'll be interesting to see how the Cowboys line blocks up front. Saints secondary isn't exactly the most trustworthy. I'm actually going to take Dallas on the road there in New Orleans. Detroit and Seattle both have had pretty rough starts. Detroit hasn't had a win yet. I, I don't believe they're going to be able to get one in this game either. They really got to establish the run game first and get something going on the ground if they want to be able to pass all over the teams like they used to when they were actually still playing well with Stafford and Calvin Johnson and Golden Tate there. I think Seattle's defense at home on Monday night, that place is going to be rocking. That's going to be real tough for them to get back into a winning track in Detroit. I'll take Seattle in this one pretty easily on that Monday night game. To get a little bit further analysts on this one, we're going to do a little quick segment, new introduction into this. We're going to call these our side view mirror games. The reason why I'm calling them side view mirror games, I think these games are going to be a lot closer than they appear that they will be. Uh, just right after after we're looking at them, you, you think some of these games are, okay, pretty easy, cut and dry. I think these ones are going to be closer than a lot of us think. Starting off, the Kansas City over Cincy game, as you saw, I actually picked Kansas City over this one. A lot of people think this is a pretty easy slam dunk for Cincy. I think Kansas City is pretty undervalued right now. I think they're not a bad team. They have some losses to some top-ranked teams in Denver and Green Bay. Green Bay is playing like the best team in the NFC over there, and Denver's got a top defense. They're getting Sean Smith 
on Smith, the cornerback back there in Kansas City. I think since he might be getting a little bit too overconfident, I don't think they're going to overlook Kansas City by any means. But I, I think Kansas City is going to be coming out on all, on all cylinders on this one. Hopefully get some more passes to those receivers. Jerry Macklin finally broke the streak last week uh, after going about, I think it was about 20 games without a wide receiver touchdown there. We'll see the Kansas City game against Cincinnati being pretty close. The next one, Carolina over Tampa Bay. That's you look at it on paper. You see three and zero playing one and two. The one and two team there in Tampa Bay. They you know they're going to be struggling with Jameis Winston there. The run game hasn't gotten going. Doug Martin might be losing his jobs to Charles Sims at this point, and that's going to be interesting to see how that ends up playing out. Carolina, I think, is a little bit buoyed by their record. I think they're a little bit overvalued at this time. Uh, divisional game on the road. Uh, those are usually throw out the standings type games. Those will end up being a lot closer than most most other games are would be. It's a very similar story. Uh, Philly over the over DC there in Washington. Uh, same reasons as above. I mean, you're looking at a a team that e- even though they might not be playing that well over there in Washington, it's a divisional game. You got the Hurricane coming in. If they are going to get some rain, that's a grass field. It's going to be pretty sloppy. Uh, I don't think the Philadelphia my pick for Philadelphia over DC is really that solid. I think that's going to be a really close divisional matchup. Dallas at New Orleans as well. Drew Brees is, is potentially back in this one. Prime time and at home. I think the crowd's going to be in full force for this one. As much as the Cowboys run game really went off last week, you can see how they how Atlanta just let them right back into the game. All right, Atlanta got right back in the game against Dallas last time. So I think the crowd's definitely going to be a major factor in that Sunday night game. I think that's going to be a lot closer uh, than then Dallas can lay down be even if Luke McCown plays for New Orleans. Jumping right into our eliminator pick for the week, I'm actually going to pick out of those picks, I'm actually going to go with the Chargers. You got an Eastern Central-ish team and the Browns going out west to play the Chargers at home. I'm not sold on the Browns one bit. I think they have definitely a lot more room to work on things on offense. Their defense isn't that great. It's not exactly a dominance pick here. I'm not saying that the Chargers are going to come out and blow out the Browns. I think it probably could be pretty close. At the same time, I think the Chargers just have a better team. I think they'll come out with a win on that one. Green Bay is going to be a popular pick this week because they're playing San Francisco. It is a divisional game. Everybody's writing San Francisco off. At the same time, I don't think it's going to be that close, but at the same time, I'd rather save Green Bay for later in the year. Our lock of the week, you're going to see endless amounts of other teams' jerseys at the Jets-Dolphins game overseas. To be fair, this is one of two chances for NFL fans to go across the pond to see a game live. My one request for those fans would just be to pick a side before the game and go all out for that team. It's always pretty tepid. It's pretty predictable that that's not going to be a very loud game for the most part. It's not really a true home game for either team, even though the Dolphins are technically the home team in this one. I would like to see a little bit more support for the teams that actually do out do go out and make the trip. I know you might be fans of other teams out there in London. Obviously, you know, we are gonna I really think you're gonna see a lot of jerseys out there, but I'm just hoping that they actually go out and, you know, pick a team, try to cheer for them, get some noise into that stadium. Our bold prediction for the week is actually going to be, if I think if Jay Cutler does come back this week, even with a bum hamstring, he doesn't really move around that much anyway. If you get Elshon Jeffrey back in that offense, I think the Bears' offense is going to light up and actually take Oakland pretty well in that game. It's a combination of things why I really believe in this. Oakland has looked pretty impressive to start the year. I think they are still a little bit overvalued. Don't forget, this is the team that the Bengals just came in and shut them right out 30 to nothing the first week. Derek Carr has shown some improvements at the same time 
and we do have seen the Bears struggle pretty pretty mightily without much help from a questionable defense. At 0-3, at I really think the Bears are a little bit undervalued. If the offense can really take their talented pieces and put it together, their offense still has a chance to produce some, not only in fantasy, but I think they can actually help them win some games against that defense. So we'll see how that works out, but I really think that if Jay Cutler does come back, you get Alshon Jeffrey, that, that Bears offense, especially with Matt Forte in there and Martellus Bennett, I think they're going to have some good value, especially in fantasy this week if you want to play them. Our fantasy feast matchup, uh, that's going to be, uh, if Andrew Luck does play, remember we got a little bit of a question mark here, shoulder might be hurting a little bit. He's historically owned the Jacksonville secondary. I think that's really, I don't see that changing this week if he plays, even if he plays hurt. I'm sure after the first half of last week, anyone who owned anyone on the Colts offense at this point was about ready to throw in the towel on Luck, T.Y. Hilton, Frank Gore, all those guys. Especially Andre Johnson has struggled this year, Dante Moncrief. This could be the matchup that really brings the, the fantasy factor back in for that Colts offense. We might see some actual value coming out. Maybe the, the Colts will show up that we really thought was going to show up this year in this Jacksonville game. I think this is their chance that, to go against a familiar team, a familiar scheme, to really try to pick that apart like they have done. Going with our individual looks, we had a couple questions. I had My first question was for David Johnson's value out there for the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, Chris Johnson really took over that job, even in relief of Andre Ellington last week. He got the lion's share of the carries and played pretty well. Uh, Andre Ellington is going to be coming back this week. So really, uh, for David Johnson, unless you get uh, a vulture touchdown like late later on, you got like a third down, maybe he's near the goal line, he comes in for one of those other two guys scores a touchdown there, or a special teams touchdown, is really his only fantasy value for this week. So even if you are just using his last-ditch resort, maybe you'll get a touchdown out of him, but I don't see much more than that. Lamar Miller is my other question, and if it's a choice between Lamar Miller and another starter, I am going to go with another starter still until he starts producing. It does include waiver wire starters like Carlos Williams for the Bills. I think Carlos Williams still has a better shot than Lamar Miller to produce this week. If you are looking at the flex, I'm going to be taking any sort of number two wide receiver or even a third receiver on a decent team over Miller as well. I will take him over the other running backs in Miami. It's not to say that I'm going to you know, completely dump him, look and see what else I can find in the Miami backfield. You're not really looking at too much of a handcuff option there. Their whole running game is, is still pretty rough. we got to see if they're going to actually, instead of going with their short passing system, be able to establish a run game there. Uh, if if you are going against if you have some other backup running backs that you're looking at, I would against Lamar Miller. I'd still be playing Lamar Miller in, in these situations. What I am curious to see is if you'll actually start seeing in the years to come if these top wide receivers and elite tight ends have a significant value in drafts coming out to start the year. The top running backs that have been drafted in the to start this year really haven't been that good. I, they're not just they're just not as reliable as some of the top receivers have been. You see the guys looking, coming out, like Julio Jones, Antonio Brown, A.J. Green, just producing pretty much week in and week out. They're having really big games, really being worth what you're drafting them at, whereas the running back position is starting to be a little bit more of a crapshoot. You're seeing some of these guys that are drafted later on, like your Joe Randles, your Devonta Freemans last week that are just absolutely going off, top fantasy guys, getting, you know, 25, 30-plus points out of nowhere. And these are guys that are getting drafted significantly lower than, obviously, where you're taking the running backs. At this point, I would be looking at some of these wide receivers, like your Antonio Browns, A.J. Dreams, Julio Joneses, in the top after about the 5th or 6th running back overall, instead of after, like, the 10th or 12th, as you're accustomed to seeing in typical fantasy drafts. 
that is going to wrap it up for this week. Uh, please follow us on Twitter at JG Sportscast, and don't forget to subscribe via iTunes or SoundCloud. If you look up Joe Gibbs Sportscast, we'll be right on there. Next week, I'll actually be going to Tennessee to watch the Bills take on the Titans. So we are going to have a couple of these formats coming on for the next couple weeks, uh, likely for the next at least two weeks. And I really do appreciate you guys tuning in. We'll see you again on Thursday.